Machine Muslim. Just like that, Monday's back, baby. 10.09 a.m. Eastern Time, February 19th. Welcome, New Hampshire, and places beyond New Hampshire. I know we got a large listening contingent throughout the United States. Spots like South Carolina, Massachusetts. It's growing because you can just go to nhtalkradio.com and listen live at any time. nhtalkradio.com. You don't even need to download an app. Very cool, very easy. Boom, listen live. All the shows are on uh, delay too if you want to get them downloaded after the fact. No commercials and stuff like that. You can always listen to this show, past shows, everything from WKXL Radio. This is the Sports Machine with Slim. I am your host. And I want to have a theme for today. It's Monday. I think is it President's Day? Is that what the the day is where it's like a holiday? It's not a holiday. I don't even know what's going on. I, I'm happy to be here. I got the microphone. I'm ready to work. Let's do this. And I, I'd like the theme for today to be let's uh, try to help people and share some positive news during the course of this hour here. If I uh, may, I will start the show out with a little update. And uh, the conclusion, actually, to the coaching festivities for myself in this year's K, Pre-K, and first, second grade teams. I told people through the season a couple times, gave updates, my first and second grade team. Uh, we lost our first game of the year 11-3. to There were four teams in the league. We played each team three times, and we played... The first team a fourth time. And that game took place this past Saturday. We lost 11-3 the first time we played them. And guess what happened this past Saturday? We won 8-7. It was the first time that we had beaten that team all year. We played them four times. The first three times they beat us. We were closer each time. 11-3 that first week. It could have been worse than that, I'll tell you that. But this week, the kids just joined together. And played hard, and everybody did a little bit of something. And we had a couple of heroes at the end who made some shots, got some rebounds, and was that fun. Post-game, we went over into the, the hallway, did a little you know recap of the season, give out the medals. What an enjoyable experience it is to coach these kids in basketball and see them get better through the year and enjoy it. I definitely got that vibe, so hopefully... That will continue right on into next year, but I just wanted to start the show by saying thank you to everybody out there in uh, coaching basketball land. When you give your time and the kids really flourish, it's something makes everything worthwhile, and it makes me want to do it again. Not so much for the NBA All-Star Game. Do I want to watch it again? Probably not, but I did last night, everybody. And you want to know something? I'm a little embarrassed to admit this. Those of you who are in my uh, inner circle may have a word to share with me after the fact, but I came out of retirement last night. I came out of retirement. I did bet on sports. I, uh, I made a wager. I said, it's the NBA All-Star Game. I'm just going to put 100 bucks down on somebody. Using DraftKings, I'm going to put somebody some, some, some money on somebody here. Who should it be? And I said, well, Tatum is who I'd want to root for, but I don't know. I don't really have... I don't think he has the mentality to be MVP of the All-Star game. And then 
I shortly later realized, wait a minute, he was the MVP last year. I had totally forgotten that was the case the season before. But already my decision had been made. Um, I looked at Tyrese Halliburton's odds, and he was like 5-1 to one or so. Maybe it was 6-1 to one to win MVP, and the game was hosted in Atlanta, which is where Tyrese Halliburton plays. And boy, he's a stud. So he was actually my first choice. But when I saw the odds, 6-1, to one, I'm like, wait a second. That's not what I want to do. And then I thought a little bit deeper. I said, you know something? Doc Rivers is the coach of the team. Damian Lillard is on the Bucs. He wants to, you know, Doc Rivers is now coaching the Bucs. So he wants one of his guys to do well, I'm sure. Giannis has kind of a uh, personality where I think he'd be cool feeling good for his teammate versus trying to go and win the MVP himself, which he certainly could do. He's a past MVP uh, of the All-Star Game winner, right? So I said, okay, Damian Lillard, 12 to 1. I'm putting the 100 there. This is true. True story. 12 to 1. I put 100 bucks down. I got 1300 in my account now. So I said, what am I going to do? Okay, we're going to take $1,000 there. And I'm just going to give it away uh, because I'm not supposed to be betting sports anyway. This is just like a gift. So thank you to the heavens above, whatever created us and allowed for the world to be the way that it is. You've blessed us with the 1,200. I'm keeping 200 of it. So I put down the 100, got 1,300 now. I'm going to keep 200 of that. I'm going to keep 100 in there. And I think we're just going to play with that as a community here on the Sports Machine with Slim. As the time goes on, I will take insight from the listeners and say, okay, what do we want to do? Let's try and double it up. And we'll put that in future action. But the other 1,000, I'm going to find a way to give it away on the air. Maybe in bits and chunks. One idea I had is I said, well, maybe I'll invest like 200 of that into, into crypto and keep a running tally on the air. And then right before Belmont Stakes Weekend, Saratoga, whatever the total is, cash it out and give it to somebody within our circle. So that's my idea. I'm going to take callers over the course of this week where you can share your ideas. The phone number here, 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. Totally willing to hear any ideas from people on what they think we should do with that money as a combined entity now. This is the property of the Sports Machine with Slim's listening community. So it's not just me making all the decisions. I've got an idea, like I said, maybe to you know, invest that and see what we have left and give it to somebody, turn them loose at Belmont Stakes Day in Saratoga. That's an idea that I think is pretty cool. Thank you, Damian Lillard, but I'll tell you right now, if you watched the All-Star game last night, he got robbed. How does Tyrese Halliburton not win that MVP? Like, if you had picked Tyrese Halliburton, and, and not for nothing, like, this is me, I'm usually that guy, where I would have, I would have taken the, the wrong guy and been on the short end of the stick. But, I mean, did you, if you watch the game, Tyrese Halliburton, he started uh, in starting lineup, and he comes out 5-for-5, five five, I think, from three. Like, he had outscored... The whole West squad, I think it was 17 to 16 at some point, or maybe it was 15 to 14. Halliburton, <laughs> up to that point in the game, had outscored the entire West squad. So he got everything started. Like Tyrese Halliburton was the guy who 
early in the game helped the East open up a lead. And by the way, the East wins 211 to 186. So who cares about this silly game where these guys just come out and shooting threes back and forth? Nobody cares about it. The only reason anybody cares about it really is for betting purposes. Let's just be honest. Because for me, guess what? I watch most of the game. <laughs> Why? Because I had Damian Lillard for MVP and I knew he had a chance. And the, the telecast people were totally about trying to give it to him. And I'm like, wait a second, dude. Let me just read these stats to you. Damian Lillard was 14 for 26, 11 for 23 from three-point land. He took 23 three-pointers. He finishes with 39 points. So he's 14 of 26. He finishes with 39 points. Tyrese Halliburton was 11 for 15, 10 of 14 from three-point land. He was 10 of 14. Damian Lillard was 11 for 23. Lillard took nine more threes, only made one more. Tyrese Halliburton finishes with 32 points, so it was 39 to 32. Halliburton had seven rebounds to Lillard's three. They both had six assists. Halliburton, I think, had a couple turnovers, but he's at home. Tyrese Halliburton's in the starting five, playing for you know, in front of the Indiana fans, puts up those stats, which comparably... His stats are better. 11 for 15. The other guy was 14 for 26. But Damian Lillard gets the MVP and and I get the cash. Sorry, people who bet Tyrese Halliburton last night for MVP. Yeah, you, you got a big case. You definitely should have won. There's no no question. They just kept everybody kept seemingly looking to get Damian Lillard the ball, especially, especially. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you watched Giannis, he was searching him out. And there was one play, actually, in the second half where I saw um, Tyrese Halliburton made a pass to Giannis. And Giannis let it go off his hand. And Halliburton afterwards was like, that hit you in the hands. And he had a look of disbelief. And I think at that point, Halliburton realized, like, wait a minute, Giannis doesn't want me to get this award. He wanted me to get the turnover there instead of getting an assist to him. I really believe that was the case. I believe that that last night was rigged for Damian Lillard to win. Why? It's a big story for Milwaukee. He was the three-point champion the night before. NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, this weekend here. Jalen Brown was in the dunk contest. I'll give you my thoughts on that when we come back here. This is the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. Good point. Just got a text from one of the listeners out there. Jalen Brown could have easily been named the MVP last night as well. Did you people see his stats? 22 minutes played, 36 points, 8 rebounds. He was 15 out of 23 from the field. So Jalen Brown was 15 out of 23 from the field, 36 points. Damian Lillard, 14 for 26. But Jalen Brown played six minutes less. So if he had played six minutes more, how many more points would he have scored? He would have been in the 40s, certainly. There was a case to be made there. 
How about on the other side, like anybody cares, but Carl Anthony Towns, 50 points last night, 23 or 35. There was no defense played. There was a lot of cool, I will say, like, you know, whether it was dunk attempts, LeBron tried to throw down a couple, one he just missed on. And that was that was pretty fun to see. I mean, they talk about guys potentially getting hurt during the All-Star game. Like, so that, that's the reason why people don't want to play more competitively. But some of these dudes trying these dunks, like, you know, you could get hurt trying to do some of that stuff that LeBron was doing. And about the, the attempted dunk by Luka, that was the best when Luka Doncic went up. He had just thrown down a nice dunk, the possession or two before, and he comes down, he tries to do an alley-oop to himself and just got stoned at the rim. It was so close. It would have been a nice play, but he just just comes up short. Ball bounces deep. Damian Lillard grabs it, goes up to half court, shoots from three. Shoots, shoots from, from half court, drains it. I guess that's why Damian Lillard probably won the MVP at the end. Even at the, the very end of the game, he did it again. He went from behind half court and drained one with like two minutes left, something like that. So those two shots, I guess, were what stick in people's mind. Either way, hey, I'm, I'm happy. Um, the night before, what I will tell you, not, not tremendously happy about how the NBA um, dunk competition went. And I understand the NBA wants to promote like their stars to try and get involved with this. Because back in the day, when like Michael Jordan was doing the dunk competition, that was incredible. That was such a great show. Not only was he like the best dunker, but the fact that he was the best player in the world or very close to it at the time made it even more exciting. When Dominique Wilkins was doing the All-Star you know, dunk contest, that was, that was awesome too because he was a great player. Now the great players don't seem to be going into this all that often. Why? Maybe they don't want to come up short. So who enters it? Jalen Brown is in there. I was surprised to see him being an entrant. Like, I knew he was going to be in it last week, but even still, the night of, I'm like, oh, look at these other guys. He's going, he was going against, like, Obi Toppin's brother, who threw down some very nice dunks. And Mac McClung, who, if you, don't, if you don't know who he is, I think he's, like, 5'10", and he won the dunk competition last year. He's unbelievable. And, and when they went through their first round of dunks, Mac McClung came up. I guess the, for people that didn't watch, you get, like, a minute and 30 seconds, the clock starts rolling, and you're taking... Your, your best dunk. If you miss your opportunity, it's not supposed to count against you. So it's like, okay, you missed. All right, go try it again. You hit it. Boom. That's We're just scoring on that one dunk. Well, Mac McClung jumped over a dude's head, then alley-ooped the ball to himself. Like he let go of it, tossed it to himself in the air, grabs it, and throws down a reverse dunk, if I remember correctly. It was, it was really the sickest dunk I've ever seen. When I watched that, I was like, dude, that's creative and so ridiculously difficult, especially for a dude who's 5'10". Like, this guy just watching him dunk with some amount of power behind it is so impressive. He's probably the best dunker of all time. I mean, Michael Jordan, certainly, he looked like he would fly in the style points, but the stuff Mac McClung can do, it's like, dude, I don't think Jordan could have done that. And his... Opening round score, Mac McClung's, was lower than Jalen Brown's. Like, Jalen Brown did a cool dunk. I forget what it was. Threw it down with some power. I was like, dude, there's no way that dunk was better than Mac McClung's. And the crowd was letting Jalen Brown hear it. I don't know if it was just that the Indiana fans that were there don't like the Celtics and wanted to go against you know any Celtics player, or if people just don't necessarily like the fact that Jalen Brown kind of, I mean, he kind of walks around like he's a star, 
but he really hasn't done too much. Like, and he's come up short a lot of times in big games. Like, you know, he's kind of, I don't want to use the choke word, but he's come up short. And he was walking around that stadium that night like he was the big star. And in the end, he came up short, but rightfully so. Mac McClung was the better dunker. He deserved it. Was it cool that Jalen Brown entered it? Yes. And then was it even cooler that he comes back in the All-Star game last night and puts up whatever it was, 35 points? Yes. Now, Jalen Brown, let's do it when it matters because the second half of the season is coming up here, and there's real Celtics fans like yours truly. We're ready to watch something here. We're ready to watch something special. Jason Tatum, boy, he was almost being anointed as the next guy last night on TV, like before the game, the interviews. He did a mid-game interview. He had a big commercial on afterwards. Was it with SoFi, I think? Like, they're trying to make Jason Tatum the next big guy in the league. They're even talking about, hey, how he's underrated for MVP odds. And I, last I looked over the weekend, he was 40-1. to 1. I'm just going to tell you people right now, okay, if he gets, like, any chance of a sniff statistically of, like, being near the top for this award, he's going to get it. The NBA wants him to get it. You, you, all you have to do is watch last night. Watch this game last night. Like, the way they promoted Jason Tatum, and it's, it's 40 to 1 uh, is what I'm looking right now as I do this online. I'm looking to see what is the current odds. No, he's down to 25 to 1. So somebody out there is listening to me. I'm telling you, over the weekend it was 40 to 1. Now it's down to 25 to 1. Jason Tatum to win the MVP. I'm not saying he's definitely going to do it. I'm not saying he's the best player. Nicole Jokic is the best player in the MVP in the NBA. That's not debatable to anybody. Like if Embiid was healthy, fine. We can have the debate. But Jokic is the best player in basketball. But if Jason Tatum is acknowledged as the greatest player on a team that is like seven or eight games better than every other team in the league. Right now, we're more than five. Like, we're five games better than everybody. In the East, we're like seven games better. So the best player on the best team, if Brock Purdy can win the MVP, like if he could be in the running and he was the favorite up to like three weeks before the regular season ended in the NFL, if he can win the MVP potentially or be the favorite, Jason Tatum can win it in the NBA. That's all I'm going to tell you. They want some new blood in there winning these types of awards. And that's a heck of a good bet. I still think 25 to 1. Why not? Why not? LeBron last night was his 20th All-Star Game appearance. Can you imagine? I wrote that a few things down. I had my notebook at the beginning of the game. LeBron, 20th All-Star Game. Jason Tatum's the defending MVP. How about pregame? He meets Larry Bird. How sweet was that, Celtics fans? Like, you could tell it made an impact on Tatum. He said, hey, this is the first guy I, I, first time I ever got to, to meet Larry Bird, so I'm stoked. I got some energy behind me. You could tell it really meant something. I seen the picture, um, the video where I was like, hey, yeah, let's take a picture. Tatum was all smiles, man. He was thrilled to meet Larry Bird. That's great for us old-time fans. Those people who are hardcore Celtics fans, we want to see this like a respect for the past. We believe the Celtics are something special. The younger generation, maybe you don't. But the older folks that have been around, we do. Work ethic, teamwork, belief, and just you know playing harder than other people. Thank you, Jason Tatum, for, for giving me some positive vibes coming out of this NBA All-Star Weekend. You know what else I, I put in my notebook? Trey Young is an All-Star? <laughs> Question mark. How is Trey Young an All-Star? Like, come on. Come on. That dude, he just doesn't play any defense. 
He's not making his team really even better. I, if I was Atlanta, I would trade that guy in a second. My other, my last comment here: How is Draymond Green a commentator? How was he in the media last night on TV a bunch of times doing pregame stuff? Like he's been suspended like eight million times by the NBA. Why is he? Why is he being given that? Given that, I don't know, position of prominence to speak to the public. I love Draymond Green. I mean, I, he, he, has he gone too far? Yeah, definitely. But the dude doesn't want to lose. Like, you know, he, 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 maybe he's a bit of a loose cannon, but he's playing as hard as he can, and he's not backing down from anybody. So I, I, I've always been kind of a Draymond Green fan. I think he's the type of guy that should play with Tatum and Brown, and he'd make them way better because he wouldn't allow them to slack off the way that they do in some games and just kind of mentally quit. He would challenge them and get in their face. But um, apparently I'm not alone. People like Draymond Green. Rock and roll, baby. Let's uh, maybe down the road. If the Celtics can't get it done this year, God forbid. <laughs> when we come back here, guess what? We're going to be heading to break in a minute, but we're going to talk some Bruins. For those of you that don't know, Bruins have lost five out of six. <sighs> Ever since I was like, this team is something special. We're going to go five. And I still believe it. I still believe it. It's better for the odds. Take it. Take it. Whatever we can get on the Bruins. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. I'll get some current odds when I come back from break and let you people know. Because the Bruins, I'm telling you, I love this Jim Montgomery guy. I got an interview I want you to listen to. We're going to play the interview with uh, Jim Montgomery that I found on Twitter over the weekend. This is the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. Like I say, it's the place to be. And uh, stay right there. We're going to be coming back learning more about the Bruins and Jim Montgomery. Bitcoin right now, 52,190. Wow. I told you people a month ago, we're going to have fireworks. 2024. The fireworks, though, for today are going to be focused on uh, spreading positive messages. And over the weekend, I wrote down a quote here in my notebook from a Spider-Man movie. I watched a Spider-Man. There were three Spider-Men out there. I think this was on from like two years ago or something. And I'm not a big Spider-Man guy. I'm not into a lot of the Marvel stuff. Some of those, if, if I think Spider-Man's Marvel, isn't it? But uh, some of those movies I find very entertaining, I will say. This one, just started watching for a little while. I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. And there was one part that came up. I said, oh, I'm going to write this down. And Spider-Man, uh, it was Peter Parker or somebody at the <laughs> during the movie said, when you help someone, you help everyone. And that, I just thought that was a really nice quote to think about. When you help someone, you help everyone, making the world a better place. And I said, you know something? Nice, that's nice to hear. And I circled it here in my notebook. I said, I need a sponsor for a uh, maybe a weekly segment. Nice to hear. Something like this, where when you help someone, you help everyone. I think we're going to do something with this. I'm going to put some time and thought into that to really just make an effort to promote 
some good news out there and throw that into the world, maybe somebody who's doing some good stuff in New Hampshire. Why can't I do that? Promote that each week. And I'm going to go out and get a sponsor for this. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find an advertiser that wants to be the sponsor of this segment. I'm going to start to get creative here with the sports machine with Slim as we add new advertisers into the fold here, one of which actually will be at the Tuckaway Tavern this coming weekend. Um, Hector Andujar was on WKXL a couple weeks ago with the WKXL Spotlight, Adult and Teen Challenge, New Hampshire. They'll be selling their cutting boards at the Tuckaway Tavern this coming weekend. I'm probably going to stop by and get one of those cutting boards, Hector, and maybe I'll give that away to somebody on the air. I think that's part of the plan. Maybe we'll do that with some of the proceeds from my Damian Lillard victory. Sounds like a good idea. Bruins fans, stay tuned. Andrew, uh, if you have that clip teed up, let's hear from the man himself, the coach of the Boston Bruins, telling us, you know, hey, we're going to just chill out a little bit. Things are going to be okay. Go ahead and play that clip, please, Andrew. By being consistent, um, I don't think I'm as worried as maybe the outside people are because I see a good brand of hockey. Do I see people making mistakes? Yes, other teams are making mistakes. We're not closing out games. Whether that's special teams, whether that's five-on-five play, whether it's our four-check, whether it's our D-zone coverage, um, odd man rushes, taking penalties, you know, uh, those are all things that during the course of the year you're going to have moments like this. Um, and I agree with you. This could snowball. Like, we got <laughs> Dallas coming in, one of the elite teams in the league. Now we're going to Edmonton, best record in the league since December 1st, you know. And then we're on the road for four, four and six nights. Yeah, you can. But if you get caught up with that, you start worrying, you know. That's why we try to immerse ourselves in the moment. And we just focus on tomorrow. Very good. Thank you, Andrew. That was perfect. How about that, everybody? I like this coach. I'm telling you, I've been following him for a couple of, weeks, a couple of months now on the show. Jim Montgomery, this guy scored three goals in the championship game to win the main Black Bears, the national title, year ago, years ago as a player. This guy's a champion. And everybody goes, oh, last year Bruins choked in the playoffs. Here's the deal. It, you had the best record last year. All season long, we were an absolute juggernaut, steamrolling anybody in our path, not just winning games, but like winning by two goals, three goals. Betting them minus a goal and a half, like made you millions last year. The Bruins were unstoppable. Well, now this year, guess what? You're feeling a little bit of, oh, where are we at? That's okay. And this is what the coach is saying, and I agree with them, actually. The last few games that I've watched, I mean – with the Kings, I didn't watch Saturday. We lost 5-4 to four in overtime, which, which kind of stinks. I wanted that to be our regroup game, all right? But the game before against Seattle, a couple days before that, we lost 4-1. to one. We easily could have won that game 3-1. to one. Like, we, easy, we, we were the better team, if you watch. We, just sometimes puck luck doesn't come through. Game before Tampa Bay, we lost 3-2 to two in the shootout. And, I mean, you want to beat Tampa Bay, obviously, but both teams had amazing chances to win in regulation at the end. And the goalies just made big stops. So it's not like we're being non-competitive. And in that little audio clip there, part that I didn't play, he said, this is almost like a Groundhog Day. In fact, my wife says to me, when are you going out on the road? <laughs> she's, she's looking to get rid of him, I guess. That was his, his thought there. But I think, and I said this when we went to the All-Star break, when the Bruins had the best record in the NHL, and now we don't. Just so you know, like Florida has moved ahead of us in points, and that's just in the East. And the Rangers are moving ahead of us too because the Bruins are 
five, one and six in their last six games. We've only won one of them. Two we lost in overtime, or one overtime, one shootout. But whatever. You've only won one time in your last six games. That's you know that's how you blow a lead. But in the end, does it matter if we don't have home home field advantage, home ice advantage? Does that really matter come playoff time? No. What matters is that you're going to be operating and on firing on full cylinders when it's time to get there. And I knew at the All Star break that it wasn't this home ice playing the first seven games out of the break at home that was going to be what mattered for this team. What was going to matter was the next seven games where we play six out of seven on the road. And that's what's coming up. We play today at 1 o'clock. If you got nothing to do today, put on the Bruins in Dallas. You're going to get an effort from the Bruins today. I don't know if we're going to win because we're in a slump, but the Bruins are going to come looking to want to win this game. In fact, we ought to just put the 100. If I'm home, I might just put that 100 on Dallas. Just do it myself. Make an executive decision. I said on Dallas, didn't I? That was a Freudian slip or whatever, so no, we can't do that. But the, the next seven games, at Edmonton Wednesday, at Calgary Thursday, at Vancouver Saturday. So boom, boom, boom. Three games and four night on the road. Then next week at Seattle Monday. Then we get a break, come home Thursday against Vegas, then on the road for two more. So we got a big week for the Bruins coming up. Starts today, 1 o'clock, day game. Let's right the ship. I still say we need to make some sort of a trade. And you know, unfortunately, Brandon Carlo is kind of the, uh, the object of my disdain at this current time. I just feel like we need somebody who's more locked down on the defensive side of things and get the puck out of the zone. I just feel like too many times he throws and he gets intercepted. <laughs> like, dude, we need somebody. If you're not going to score, that's fine. You're not going to advance the puck, that's fine. We don't need you to score points, assists, goals, whatever. But you can't be turning the puck over. And you certainly can't be falling down when somebody throws a pass to you, like what happened two games ago. The crowd boos when that happens. And they booed last night when Damian Lillard got named the All-Star Game MVP. I just wanted to go back to my notebook and revisit that for a second because I'm watching like, they got to give this to, to – they're not going to give it to Lillard, are they? are they? But I kind of felt like they were just based on the announcers and the way they talk. But I'm like, dude, if I was in Indiana, I would be so mad that Halliburton didn't get it. Right down to the end, boom. Kept me in suspense. Lillard gets named. Yes, okay. And the crowds, boom. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton definitely should have won that MVP. How about before that, the night before, the All-Star game, uh, I said the um, dunk contest. They did the three-point shooting contest, which Damian Lillard won. Part of the reason why I wanted to bet him for the MVP in the game the next night. But Sabrina Ionescu played Steph Curry in a shootout. Did we know that? You must have seen some of this. It was very cool to watch. I will say that. That's And, and McBFQ, my cousin Bob from Quincy, called this months ago on this show when he said it should be Caitlin Clark against Steph Curry or you know, and let her enter the three-point shooting contest. Now, it turned out not to be Caitlin Clark. It was Sabrina Ionescu here. And guess what? Sabrina comes out. Shoots great, made nine of her first ten shots. Did you see that? And from the corner when she started there, made all five. Goes to the next, I think made her first three and then missed one and then made the last or something like that. She had nine out of ten. Then she wore down a little bit. The pressure got to her. And I was watching that with my wife at the time. I said, oh, Steph's going to take her down. Just watch. He's going to win. And she's like, how do you know? I said, that's just what he does. Yeah, my wife doesn't know Steph Curry all that that much, but I do. He's just a winner, and he's not going to lose those, that type of event. He just is going to win, and he did. But Sabrina and, and him put on a great show, and next year should be something even more creative, I think. Uh, who was it, Reggie Miller or somebody came out with the idea. It might have been Kenny Smith saying, 
let's just add more people into it. Let's get like Damian Lillard and Steph Curry going up against uh, Sabrina and maybe Caitlin Clark next year. And, and put that on MVP uh, on uh, pay-per-view NBA. You ought to do that. Like make NBA TV subscription, put it only there. So people have to go on there to watch that event. People will watch that. I want to see it. That was, that was something special. I got one other thing, something special. I keep saying I'm going to do something to make, uh, make the world a little bit of a brighter place. When we come back, I'm just going to tell you, I watched a movie again Friday night that I'd seen once before. This movie absolutely blows my mind how good it is. It can't be just me. This movie is, is insanely good, and I'm going to give it my highest recommendation as if I'm a Siskel and Ebert uh, clone from back in the day, people that used to watch those two gentlemen critique movies. I got one for you. And I'll give it to you when we return here on the Sports Machine with Slim, WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. you a great movie this one will get you thinking it's about a restaurant (laughs) the movie is called the menu the menu if you haven't seen it I'm just gonna tell you this thing messes with you Every step of the way. And I just love the way that they... It's a simple movie. I don't imagine it costs a ton to make. (laughs) I can't imagine. But wow. This thing blows my mind. The way that it just gets everybody thinking and interpreting reactions. People's reactions to like the same event. You see something going on and there's five or six different parties all seeing that go on. And they all have their own different... Like, way to react to that event. And the way they capture it in this movie, the different groups, for me, is just insanely good. So I wanted to share that with everybody. The menu gets five stars on the first ever, um, five stars out of five, the first ever movie critique review for me here on the Sports Machine with Slim. Word has it that one of our best callers is on the line right now. I'd like to hear his uh, take on this. My brother Dave, have you seen this movie, The Menu? Good morning, Slim. I have not seen this movie, The Menu. I ca- I, I'm calling from the road. Hopefully my connection is okay. I'm on my way to North Carolina, just about in Kentucky at this time. Crystal clear connection. Beautiful. Uh, based on my review, do you want to see the movie, The Menu? Why not? Now, where, where did I come up short? What can I do better? I always want to try and be better at this game. <laughs> to be totally honest, I let my wife pick the movies. It's just a much better scenario for me, a much happier life. So, I mean, she'd have to sign off on your review if she listens and then tells me that we want to watch it, then I would, then yes, I would want to watch it. Okay, well, good. Then I know who to direct my advertising towards. And that is a big key here of, of direction uh, for the Sports Machine with Slim, the advertising community. I've got a few things here in, in mind that I will review uh, reveal as the week goes on, but what did you have to, uh, to say from the road here today? 
So did you have the opportunity to watch any of the All-Star game? Maybe you talked about it, but I didn't catch the first or second segment. Okay, so can I ask, like, what do you think the main reason is that these guys refuse to play defense in the All-Star game? The same reason why I mentioned last week the kids at the school game, the 6th through 8th grade middle school game that I went to last week, are stopping playing with, like, 30 seconds left because they, quote-unquote, like, don't want to run up the score and they see NBA players doing this, is they don't want to get hurt. This is the NBA players have decided amongst themselves, oh, it's not worth putting ourselves into a situation where we could get hurt. Meanwhile, they're trying to do, like, uh, ridiculous dunks that could easily result in an injury. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes much deeper than that. And I think it goes to the, the NBA itself in terms of what's happening with the product, why it's changed, why Larry Bird is out there talking about the guys need to play harder. So I think there's a, is there a little, like, fragility in their egos that these guys don't want to go into a game and they don't want to get shown up. I mean, back in the day, Bird or Jordan, right? I mean, even when Barkley was playing, like, it felt like there was way more competitiveness. There was at least some defense. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, they scored a ton of points. But, man, like, I watch these games and I'm just like, this is this is embarrassing. Like, this is a huge problem for the NBA. Nobody went up to challenge one time when somebody came into the lane. Like, I don't think there was one time all game long that I saw, hey, I'm going in to shoot a layup and somebody's going to come over and try and contest that shot. I do think Steph Curry blocked Pablo Bancaro one time. Oh, maybe. Yeah, well, and guess what? Who was it? Steph, the guy who I just said, you know, right. d- doesn't want to lose. He-, he just finds a way to win. There's a little bit of uh, – he-, he maintains a little bit of competitive streak during those games, but I don't see many guys like LeBron sometimes does. If he had a chance to win last night, I think he would have, but the West just was-, was cooked from the beginning, so he didn't try to tighten up at the end. Right, well, you go back – you know, 20, 30, 40 years, and you watch the NBA All-Star Games, and who was actually named the MVP, right? You know, and, and you even had Kobe win Kobe. a couple. Jordan won several. Right? Like nowadays, like last year, I mean, it was Jason Tatum, and, and Jason Tatum, I think, is, is a great player. But, I mean, last year, I don't think he was quite there yet. I mean, even this year, you're talking about Damian Lillard and Halliburton as these guys. Like, where is, where is Jokic? Right? This is the MVP of the league. In two years in a row, if you look at his stat line, it's embarrassing. You know, and, and, and that's part of the problem for the NBA. Your best player, and I think it's universally recognized that Jokic is probably the best all-around player in the definitely NBA. Definitely is. He definitely is he the best player in the NBA. Disappeared two years in a row. They don't even need. They don't need to get him because he's not flashy. Right? Like that's that's image. That's an image issue for the NBA. Your best player because he's not flashy doesn't show up and get the ball in the NBA All-Star game. Like, if you want to fix the NBA All-Star game, you're going to find a way to get your best players to be the best players when all the best players are on the floor. Well, the only thing is, have you seen Jokic run? Like, he, if, if we were waiting for him to get up and down the court each time, they wouldn't be scoring nearly as many points. These guys want to get up and down. Jokic, is, he just looks like a guy that's using way too much effort to have to run down the court. So they're not going to get him down there and then post up. Right, it's just there's really no reason for him to even be involved in the All Star game, quite honestly. And Bam Adebayo started last night as the fill-in for Embiid. I think he had three points, Dave, in like 17 minutes. There's no reason for these guys to be in there. Well, that's that's why. I mean, it's a show, right? Like this yeah. isn't a game. What they what they're doing is I would. All right, how talented we are, how high we can jump, and how long we can shoot a three from. Like, why is that entertaining? I mean, if I want to be entertained like that, I can just go to a Harlem Globetrotters game, right? Like, that's what those guys do. I, I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, I, I would want my best player 
to be shown in a light where, hey, everybody, he's like, this is the best player. Like, they can't stop him. The best players in the world are trying to guard him, and they can't stop him. I just, I just think it's embarrassing to the NBA. I said it earlier, Dave. The only reason anybody watched this event last night, the, the All-Star game, is, to, is because you can bet on it. And, and it sounds like you were on the road and weren't listening at the time, but I told people in the first segment, I came out of retirement, I bet $100 on somebody to win the MVP last night, and I picked Damian Lillard. So I hit it at 12 to 1. So I'm going to give away $1,000 of that during the uh, course of the next few weeks here on the air. But I, you know, yeah. I probably shouldn't have bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, go back into retirement. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, I'm going back into retirement immediately. This doesn't change anything. I just figured with that one big, you know, the game, I'm going to watch it. Okay, but if I, I would have shut it off way early, but I had Damian Lillard and I wanted to see if him or Halliburton was going to get it at the end. So I stayed in all the way till the end. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I watched the game, but I watched the game because I'm in a hotel room and I got my wife and kid. They were swimming. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, you know, I guess I'll, I'll go upstairs and I'll see what's on. And the NBA All-Star game was on. So I watched. I just don't understand. Like, it's hard for me to even have an MVP in this game. Like, I don't even understand. Like, what's the purpose of having an MVP other than for the gamblers? Exactly. And he certainly wasn't the most valuable player in the game. Tyrese Halliburton unquestionably was. He's got off to a 5-for-5 start from three. Like, he put his team out in the lead. He had outscored the entire West. I think it was 15-14. to through, like, whatever, five, six minutes of the game. There's no reason. He, he definitely was the best player. They just wanted to get it to Dame for marketing purposes. I guess, I, I just, again, like, I just think from the image of the NBA is impacted. And I, you know, I mean, long term, you have to find a way to get your best players on the floor and play a competitive game. I mean, I don't know, maybe break it up into three-on-three three or something and offer a cash prize, right? To this, like, but you got to do something. Like, what they're doing right now, it's ratings wise, I can't believe that it's good to win. If it's not good to have all your best players on the floor in in one game for the fans, it can't be good for the sport long term. No, agreed. But but you know what? There is there's college basketball that we can turn to, and I know you've been a fan of a, a couple different teams out there. As Dave drops off the line, he's 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 running scared about college basketball picks because his pick North Carolina hasn't been doing so hot. I will say that here they did win this weekend. North Carolina beat Virginia Tech, but they lost the game before. My pick, on the other hand, Tennessee beat up on Vanderbilt, 88-53. to I think what we're going to do, if it's all right with everybody, every day up until the tournament starts now, we're going to spend at least a couple minutes on the NCAA basketball stuff. I, I think that I know I have some, some, some people in my, my circle that can come on and give us some great insight so that you're going to have teams you're going to want to follow and pick for your brackets when it comes right up. At the beginning of the season, I will tell people, Arizona was my pick to win it all. They won 105-60 to over Arizona State Saturday night. That's your in-state rival. They beat up 105-60. to I didn't like what I was seeing from Arizona a few weeks ago, but boy, I like that game. When you beat up your in-state rival, that matters. That, that shows you're coming together. Tennessee, same thing, 88-53. to 53. The, the SEC, for my money, the SEC is the best conference out there. I will say UConn on Saturday beat up on Marquette, 81-53. to 53. Marquette was ranked number four in the country. UConn number one. Marquette was ranked number four in the country. UConn beat them 81-53. to 53. I think I saw that was the largest margin of victory ever between two top uh, five teams, two top five ranked teams. They beat them by 28. Now, I don't think Marquette deserved to be number four. I don't at all. Um, Arizona, Tennessee, 
Kentucky is my third one that I would say keep an eye out for, baby. They beat Auburn Saturday night, 70-59 to at Auburn. And uh, Kentucky and Calipari, he's got a history of, like, getting there and getting better as the season goes on. Hopefully, the sports machine with Slim will continue to get better as we go on here. We're coming back tomorrow, Tuesday. I'll start to talk some more about the people I'm going to have interviewing on this show in the future. WKXL Radio's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. As I tell you, nhtalkradio.com is the place to be.